do? You talk to Jeffy about sweat block? This is huge. I've been harassing Jeffy for a while. I'll be like, we got to get you on. You got to try sweat block because Jeffy's known for his flop sweat. It's me. It's the it's his distinguishing characteristic yeah. around here. It's the best thing about him. But yeah, the best thing about him is that he constantly sweats. Now you'd say that's a negative characteristic. You're right, but all Je- of his other characteristics yeah. are more negative. Yeah, and Jeff and um, Jeffy, that's the that's the best. That's you the can best do. thing. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, you got to try sweat block. He's like, dude, I already do use it. It works great. Stop bothering me. Wow. Yeah. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't like me. Much. I, I want to test. Why. I want to so test. nice to him. Throughout I want his entire life. I want to test. I would like to have him tested on his face and his head because he sweats a lot on his head, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. That's... But sweat block is it is really amazing. I, I can't wait to go to the ranch this summer. I'm going to be, you know, outside as usual doing things outside. Oh, mm. I don't know. No, it's not me, but. Use sweat block. I, I use it uh, here in Dallas. Uh, I use the actual the wipes. The deodorant stick is great, but the wipes, you wipe them once under your arms before you go to bed one night, and for six or seven days, you don't have to do, wear deodorant at all. It's amazing. Sweatblock.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday, so I can't wait to hear the answer to my first question with Bill O'Reilly. What is the biggest story of the week? Because I I don't even know. There are so many of them. They're all game-changing. Bill will give us his biggest story of the week in 60 seconds. When you think about your kid's future, do you spend a lot of time worrying It's a character flaw in me, I guess, but I do. Uh, I want my kids to be able to go out into the world. Um, You know, they don't have to be successful. They have to be happy. And I think part of that is being successful enough to put food on the table and to be able to have um, what uh, in delicate society is screw you money. So you, you don't feel a slave to some place that is making you do things that you just don't want to do. I'm trying my best to give the kids the necessary tools, but there is a tool out there now that is fantastic. The Tuttle Twins books. They have a book out there they're making free. The Tuttle Twins and their spectacular showbiz. You're going to get a copy for free. You just pay for shipping. This will teach your kid about being an entrepreneur, about living your dreams, about what it takes to start a business. Even if they don't want to start a business, they will understand how business works, and that's critical just for living in a capitalist society. Right now, you ask your kids, how do businesses work? Can they even tell you? Let alone, if they do tell you, is it going to be accurate or distorted? Tuttle Twins books. 
Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business get it free right now. Just pay for shipping at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. It's Friday, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Biggest story of the week, sir. Uh, Joe Biden trying to save his administration by using the gun issue. That's the biggest story of the week. So yesterday, uh, the president gets out there, and he, he gave it away right away. So he says that if legislatures fail to act, voters should use their outrage to turn it into a central issue in November's midterm elections. Mm-hmm. Uh so you've got a catastrophe on the economic front. Everybody is suffering who is in a working class category. Um, and he admitted also in a different soundbite, hey, I, I can't do anything about <laughs> inflation or rising gas prices. I, I don't know. I, I can't. I'm sorry. He said that. That's unbelievable. He said that. He can actually, he's probably the only guy, him and the Fed, that can actually do something about it. Right, but at least he was honest because he himself does not understand what you just said. <laughs> well, no, I, you know, yeah, see, I, know. I won't give you a pass on this one because he knows, he knows that through ESG and the banks choking off the money to the big oil companies, him with leases, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the push is for this all new green economy. They are yeah. intentionally driving the price of oil up. He knows, he knows generally that gas is bad and green energy is good, but he doesn't <laughs> know what he did ignited inflation. He doesn't. And, and I'm not giving him a pass back. I'm telling you the man's incapacitated. All right, that's what I'm telling you. So now his advisors say, hey, look, we got a little battle of the bulge scenario here. Battle of the bulge, World War II. Nazis were defeated. They made one more push, and they caused some damage, and then they were uh, defeated uh, at Bastogne in, in uh, northern Belgium. So... Uh, This is the battle of the bulge for the Democrats for midterm elections. Let's take the kids who were killed in Texas, the Evaldi kids, and make that a campaign issue by putting forth legislation that we know is not going to be passed in the Senate. They're not going to ban guns in the Senate. Not going to do it. Um, And then we can use that to tell people that the Republicans are irresponsible and dangerous and vote for Democrats. That's what this is all about. Beck, you know that. I do, but I also think it is um, a setup for uh, getting rid of the filibuster, packing the court. Yeah, uh, I mean, but all of that's down the road here. We only have five more months until the Democratic Party is absolutely destroyed. Okay, so so let me ask you this, Bill. Yes, and and I'm I'm not suggesting anything. I have my own theories, but I, I would like your answer on this. You know that when you have a dangerous animal cornered and they've got nothing to lose, that's when you're in the most danger. This dangerous Marxist animal has been cornered. People are on to them. All of their lies are being exposed. Their policies are being exposed for what they are. Um, And they know they're going to lose in a big way. What do those Marxist animals that are trapped in a corner, are they just going to just take it? No, that's why they're, they're trying to centralize the issue of violence 
and put it on the Republican Party. So that's that's their last gasp. But the Republicans aren't smart enough to counter. So you can't just say no to millions of independent voters. You've got to say no, but here's what we're going to do to make it harder for children to be murdered in school. Well, but the, but the real common sense thing is to put police in our schools, put armed you know, people in our a school. local issue. I know that. I know that. All right. So um, that's local, but we're so what is federal. The, uh, right. So the federal law, the government shall not infringe on that. And I know people will say, well, there's some common sense things we can do. Yeah, but, but there's one big thing we can do. And you should be monitoring BillOReilly.com because I've been bannering this all week. So the only way in a nation of 330 million people that you're going to control violence with guns is to federalize gun crimes. That's it. And that was done uh, for bank robbery. You'll remember that. In the 1930s, this was killing the mob was all about, Mm -hmm. um, that these thugs were running wild around the country with big machine guns, robbing banks, and the locals couldn't, couldn't stop it. And police officers are being killed, civilians are being killed in these banks. So the FBI, the new FBI that was just formed, said, hey, all bank robbery is federal. We're going to do it now. That's the only way to do this. There is no other solution on the national level. Okay, so hang on just a second. The last thing I want to do is give more power to the federal government. Well, you're wrong, okay? Really? Here, the power can be used... Just like it was used to decimate the terrorists, killing Mm -hmm. the killers back, Mm -hmm. the power of the state can be used for good. So very briefly back, I I don't want to light your paranoia up. Oh, my gosh. This is not a complicated thing. If a person in America commits a crime with a firearm, and that includes carrying an illegal firearm in your state, okay, whatever the state law is, then the feds prosecute it with mandatory prison terms. That means if let me let me ask you, wait, 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 it could be five years, it could be 10. What that does is it not only takes Mm -hmm. the guns out of the hands of the loons, Mm -hmm. but it makes it much harder for the drug gangs, a story completely ignored by the corrupt media in this country who are killing far more than the loons going into the schools. Well, the thing I like about this is it's it would work in today's America. It would probably work as well as uh, federalizing uh, and making a federal offense out of lying to Congress, because that way we know that nobody will lie to Congress. No, anyway, no, um, on, on, on. you know what is amazing? Yeah, honestly, go ahead, because I. I think people find this surprising that we actually like each other. Who, you and me? Yeah. Yeah, but they don't understand why I like you. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you, you, look, we have a mutual respect because yeah, we both think things out. And our goal, I believe this to be true, is that both of us want the best for yes. 
the American people. And we don't agree on everything uh, and, and certainly not on 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 federal like giving more power to the federal government. But but um, wait, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You're, you're just blithely dismissing me. You read Killing no. the Killers. Yes. Best Father's Day yeah, yeah, gift yeah. ever. You yeah. read it. Yes, I did. The power of the federal government was used to go after these heinous terrorists everywhere I, in the I got world. It. I got it. And I mean, I also worked. watched the un- Untouchables. You no, know, no, I got it. This worked, Beck. It no, it worked. did. It's a we different got, got America. The back of these terrorist cells. It all was over the world. a different America. Nah, it's working right now. We're doing the same thing right now. Look, I understand your suspicion of the federal government. It can't do much. But once you put a code of law in that says you cannot commit any crime with a gun. Look, do you understand? I think you know that here in New York, where I am, the cops can arrest you with an illegal firearm. Oh, I know. And you're out on bail the same day, Beck. Uh, not in New Jersey, I know. Uh, not in New Jersey. If they In New York it, City, the largest city in the country, there are no bailing people I that will. are caught with automatic right. pistols. And I will tell you, if I were in New York City and I got caught with a gun, they would not release me on bail. No, but they just want to incarcerate you anyway. Yes, exactly. Okay? Exactly yeah, right. Personal with you. Exactly right. Okay, hang on just a I'm second. Saying? Hang on All just right. a second. Bill O'Reilly, more with him in just a second. Relief factor. Is somebody in your life giving you a headache right now? Can't think of an example of it, but uh, relief, relief factor is there. If you're facing something really difficult like pain in your life, please give this a try. Um, you, you can't just give up. And I was there a few years ago. I was there ready to give up. And my wife made me try relief factor because I heard the commercials and I'm like, it's not going to work. You know, some guy on the radio is telling you uh, and and I didn't think it would work. I don't know why I'm like that, um, but I am. And I didn't think it would work because it works on inflammation. Yes, yeah, so does ibuprofen. And ibuprofen does nothing for me. Nothing. Ibuprofen attacks inflammation one way. Inflation is the main source of our pain and our problems in our body. Relief factor attacks inflammation in four different directions. That's why it works for so many people. 70% of the people who try this go on to order more month after month after month. Now, it may not work for you, but for the majority of people, it will. Isn't it worth the 20 bucks just to find out? It was for me. And then I had to eat my hat and once again say my favorite uh, phrase to utter. At least it's the most common phrase for me to utter. You're right, honey. You were right. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Go there now. Uh, get it for 1995 three week trial pack. 1 800 the number four relief. 1 800 the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, so Bill O'Reilly, um, the uh, CEO of um, J.P. Morgan Chase, Jamie Dimon, 
came out. In fact, we have the clip from Jamie Dimon. Here's what he said this week. It's a hurricane. It's we, right now. It's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. You know, everyone thinks the, the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. We just don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy or uh, yeah, Sandy or or uh, Andrew or something like that. And it's you, you better brace yourself. We're taking a poll right now at uh, glenbeck.com asking what is the breaking point for the American people? Uh, what is the breaking point for America? And they're all saying out of all the problems we have, they're saying um, a financial meltdown of, uh, you know, every nobody has any money that's worth anything anymore. What? What? Well, first, go ahead. First of all, I, are you ever going to say to me you were right, honey? You know, from no. the last commercial. No. I mean, no. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that. Uh, no. Uh-uh. No. Never. Never. You don't have to say the honey. Just say you were right. <laughs> oh, you were right. Okay. I can say okay. that. All right. Um, look, speculating about uh, economic Armageddon. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. Yes. There's, how does, what is the breaking point for the average person? It's already when, reached. It's already here. Um, you know, we're, we're running about 11% inflation. They say 8.3, but if you add in all the other stuff, it's about 11. It's here. People don't have any money. You can see it across the board. Now consumer spending is being constrained. People aren't spending as much as they did this time last year, particularly on the road, on gas and things like that. And people are very, very worried about their future and their children and everything else, which is why, um, you know, we elected Joe Biden. And I know a lot of people, uh, you know, feel the uh, election was phony. I had Dinesh D'Souza on in those spin news this week. Um, but we're paying a price for a foolish vote. It was a foolish vote to put this man into office. And I'm not, I'm not coming at this at uh, any party or any ideology. I knew, I said, you said, because we discussed it on your program, if you vote for Joe Biden, you're voting for a man who's going to be incompetent. Did that not come true? Yeah. Okay, and if you don't believe it, ladies and gentlemen, all the millions listening to us right now, Give me one thing, just one, that President Biden has improved in America in the past 18 months. Just one. You cannot point to anything that man and his administration has made better. Nothing. It is a route across the board. And I'm angry about it. I'm okay. I mean, you know, I save my money and I'm not uh, in any kind of financial difficulty, but I've got, I know people who are. You're right. And, and particularly the elderly yeah. in this country. I don't think you even heard me. You're right. Yes, I, I, know, I know you said right. You just didn't say honey. I did say honey. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right, honey. Yeah, I, I know. Look, I know the same. I know the same people. I know a guy who's uh, buying a house right now and the guy can way afford it. And he said, the financial picture now is so disturbing. I'm having second thoughts. And this guy can afford it. He's not a guy that, you know, is close to the poverty line. Yeah, everyone is everyone is looking at this like Jamie Dimon said and said, this is a hurricane. These these gas prices are not up because of war. These gas prices are not going down. 
your leader, uh, yeah, I, I, I really don't think I can do anything about it. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, are you kidding me? You're not even trying to fake it, okay? He doesn't even, because he has no filter, you know? He says to people, ah, you know, look, we're going to put these gun things in there, but if they don't do them, then to vote against them. You know, th- we know why you're doing it. You don't want to solve the problem. Biden and the Democrats don't want to solve the gun violence problem. Because if they did, they'd take draconian measures by putting the criminals in prison who use guns. That's the way you do it. Um, But anyway, going back to the economics of it all, I think that people have to understand that we are in a downward cycle in this country on almost every level, culturally, financially, and politically. But that's not going to last. It never has. It will come back, but we the people have to wise up and start going, oh, I don't like Trump, I don't like Trump did this, Trump did that. That was immature. When Trump left office, inflation was 1.4%. It's now almost 11. So all the people who voted against Trump giving Biden power are responsible for this debacle. You know, it's amazing because I I, um, I thought of the uh, clip of, of Donald Trump during one of the debates where he just looked in the camera and people mocked him for it. When he looked in the camera and said, if you vote for this man, your energy prices, your economy, your food, everything will be worse than anyone can imagine. That's right. Uh, and he was he's absolutely right. Man. He, he's a businessman. All right. And he governed by making deals that turned out to be good for all Americans, all Americans. And that infuriated the corrupt media because they hate him so much. So they had to trump up the impeachment and all this other stuff. And I understand why Americans got exhausted. They were exhausted from all this and they wanted somebody now. Yeah, to bring some kind of stability and to stop it. But now, be careful what you wish for. Mm -hmm. And the worst part about all this, Beck, is that Biden is not going to get any better. So in November, you've got to neutralize him and the Democratic Party across the board in every state. You have to, or you're going to be paying... You know, inflation is going to hit 15 percent because they have no solution. It'll hit more than that. Bill, thank you so much. Bill O'Reilly, the author of the brand new book, the bestseller again, Killing the Killers, Killing the Killers, the real story about how we got the terrorists um, during the uh, during the war after 9-11. It's a great book, quite amazing revelations in it, Killing the Killers by Bill O'Reilly, and you can find him every day at BillOReilly.com. Bill, talk to you next week. Thanks. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, I'm not really a dancer, and I know that comes as a surprise. Strangely, not to my children, Um, and they love it. Now that I have my slippers, every time I wear them, uh, especially when their friends are around, I just like to dance. It's great. My feet don't hurt. I feel light on my feet, light as a feather. 
They're made with three-tier cushioning systems, two layers of MyPillow foam, and a layer of impact gel that ensures that your feet are comfortable and you can dance in front of all of your kids' friends. Trust me, there are so many benefits to having my slippers. Get them now. You'll get them for an unbelievable discount right now. It's a limited time, one-time offer. And they come with a one-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to love it. And so will your children's friends. It's You can get them at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code BIDENFLATION for 20 bucks off. Blaze TV. Michael Malice is uh, joining us now. He had a couple of tweets that I just want to give to you. Uh, Remember, no one wants to take away your guns. No one wants to shut down your business. No one wants to uh, have lockdowns to continue more than necessary. No one's going to force you to have a vaccine passport. No one is teaching your kids critical race theory. These are all conspiracy theories. Yeah, they're really not, are they? Um, but don't worry, they don't want to take your uh, your gun. Michael, how are you, sir? Good morning, sir. And and if you, people want to look at that tweet, the replies are particularly hilarious when people insist, well, actually, all those things end up did happening, so you just owned yourself. Oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh. That, 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 oh, yes, my gosh. That's, that's the point. Um, I think we should all give a big thanks this morning to Justin Trudeau, who has really kind of silenced the gun issue in America because people who are on the fence who are like, oh, okay, red flag laws, you know, assault weapons, which isn't a thing, they're looking at what happened in Canada, which was weeks after they imprisoned all those truckers and realizing, okay, this is clearly the end game here in America as well. Is that, is there a big, upper, I, I'm not following Canadian politics. Oh, you are Canadian, aren't you? God, no. How, oh, my God. Oh, no, God, that's right. Doctor. No, I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot. You yes, are Canadian. Yes, yes, yes. You might as well call me a woman. Good <laughs> Lord, sir. How, have you no shame, I didn't call sir? you a French Canadian. After all is said and done, have no, you no shame, I know. Sir? I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. I deeply apologize. I'll let my wife step up to the microphone and just say. If you're, it's if a, you're, apologi- if you're apologizing so much, maybe you're the Canadian, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So um, are they I'm standing sorry. up in Canada? Canada against no, this? they're not Canadians at are all. Not. Uh, barely they are, but that's the point. We need to look yeah. north to see kind of it's kind of like looking into the sliding doors moment to our near future. So, um, so it, it's it's very disturbing to y- see. You had another tweet this week, and it says white pill. In the last decade, the gun rights side has shifted from I need guns to keep my home safe from criminals to I need guns to keep my safe, uh, myself safe from the government, a far more principled and non-negotiable position. Absolutely true. Absolutely and it, true. And they're absolutely right. Like many of these guns, you do not need them to hunt deer. It's a complete it's true and a completely irrelevant. Uh, the whole point of the Second Amendment, as you and everyone listening to this knows, was to protect Americans against a government that got too big and got usurpatious. Now they're going to say, "Oh, you're not going to go out and be, uh, uh, you know, shooting uh, um, agents of the state," and that is correct. But the point is, when things become more expensive to do, when things become more dangerous to do, that causes people, to, uh, uh, executives, to have second thoughts. And the other thing which people should be very disturbed about 
you know, for year, four years, we're taught that Trump's a Hitler, he's a strong man, he doesn't respect the law, the Constitution. As soon as some truckers have a peaceful protest, a literally peaceful protest, the Canadian government for the first time in history, not even after 9-11, invoked emergency powers. So that shows how little those who are in the government have respect for things like constitutions and principles. They'll just legislate around it and do whatever they want regardless. And you look at, Michael, around the world with countries that we may have thought were culturally similar to us in at least some major ways, Canada, you know, New Zealand, Australia, countries that don't have a Second Amendment and a, and a, and a uh, culture of pushing back against the government. Look at what they did with COVID. Look at what they did what we're seeing in Canada now where they're banning basically all firearms uh, over a, a period of a few decades until they decide to fully ban the handguns in a, in a couple of years, I'm sure. I mean, th th this has to highlight the importance of the, of the Second Amendment, not, not the other way around. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Stuart. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Waco and where all the people from the Davidian compound, the compound is still there. There's still an active church. And they people forget that uh, um, Oklahoma City was a reaction by Timothy McVeigh to Vake Waco. And the second that despicable tragedy happened and he committed his terrorist attack, Bill Clinton was on TV saying we need to go after assault weapons, even though he used a bomb. Uh, so they will use any excuse. Yeah, to, not uh, not only assault weapons, but I remember clearly also talk radio. Mm, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's when those two things, your speech and your guns. Um, one other question here, Michael, on that tweet. You said white pill. And I'm losing track of all of the pills. I, I think <laughs> okay, the, the red pill is you wake up. The blue pill is you go to sleep. I don't know what the white pill is. I don't think I know what the black pill is. Can you just go through the pill colors? Okay. If you can handle the street light, you can handle the pills. There's just okay. two pairs of two pills. Okay. So the black pill is all hope is lost. We're doomed. They're going to win anyway. They've got all the structural advantages. They've got all the cultural advantages. It's And the, the people who are on our side are all weak. The white pill is it is possible we will lose. It is impossible that we must lose. Oh, okay. Well, I, so I'm, I'm, I've been red pilled and white pilled. That's the best combo. Yes. Right. Isn't there an orange pill too? Oh, that's for people who like Bitcoin, but you have to be on the spectrum for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's my prescription only. Yeah. <laughs> and the government's really regulating that one. Uh, yeah. I, I, go, go, go ahead. ahead. Guys. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to say I'm also very hopeful because of places like ghostguns.com. There's, there's some, they are working for 3D printing guns. And the same way there's a big discussion now, what is a woman? Matt Walsh just dropped that documentary on Daily Wire. The question legally is, well, what is a gun? If I can press a button in my printer and print everything but, the, let's say, the handle, is that legally a gun? Okay, if they say 50%, well, then I'll just print 50, attach 50. So the battle is being lost on a technological level. Uh, regarding gun control as well yeah it is it it will have to be uh 1984 or brave new world to put this genie back in the bottle i mean th that is the thing i brought this up with bill o'reilly and he didn't quite <laughs> he didn't really respond to it um you know the, these guys the left they have pulled out all the stops they yep. thought they were going to get away with this and quite honestly the way it's going if america starts to stand up and another 10% wakes up, uh, they're going to be people that go to jail, serious jail time for what has been going on. 
uh, and they know um, it's a it's a repeat uh, at best of 1920, where progressives had to go into a closet for a hundred years. Um, I don't think they're going to give up quietly. They're a caged animal or a cornered animal. I, I, Glenn, I could not agree with you more. Uh, this is a demonstration not of their strength, but their weakness. Uh, how quickly they forgot about Roe v. Wade, which is just amazing to me because that would be a much bigger and kind of more salient issue for them, I would think. So they're scrambling to latch onto something that will maintain their hold on power. But at this point, they're kind of like bailing water from a shaking sip ship because everywhere they look, there's another new hole in their bullcrap. Um, I love your opinion uh, on this, uh, and mainly because I know you probably have a deep opinion on it, and so few people in our business would. Tell me your thoughts on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial now that it's been decided. Oh. <laughs> um, I hadn't been following it because I thought of some silly entertainment divorce situation. Right. Then I realized I was, I got to tell you, I was extremely disturbed uh, above all by the actions of what I heard about the ACLU. Yes. The fact that they wanted to insinuate themselves and make Good her a victim without doing their due diligence. Yeah. Historically, the ACLU and the hard leftists we're defending like the worst people uh -huh. and defending criminals uh -huh. and, and things like this. Like people were genuinely bad instead of trying to make villains. At, they would make heroes out of villains instead of trying to make villains. Maybe John Depp's not a hero, but certainly an innocent person. Yeah. So the fact that this, this is a Glenn, I'm glad you brought it up. This is another massive loss for them. Yes. Because for a long time, all you have to do is like, look at what she did. It's not like one time she lied. Oh, okay. He was mean to me. This was systemic. And this was an organized campaign by the media. She's basically Jesse Smollett in a dress. So, well, there's nothing wrong with that. So, <laughs> Happy Pride uh, Month, Glenn. So, yeah. So it, w w this is such a loss. Look at what they had on the table. The media. They had the ACLU discredited. The Me Too movement discredited. Uh, companies like Disney that, you know, would just fire people without the facts just because it's a witch hunt. I mean that this was a massive loss. And and the thing is, everyone listening to this, men and women alike, know the story of people who had the crazy ex-girlfriend. Now, the crazy ex-boyfriend is violent. He's a disgusting person. He should be denounced. But the crazy ex-girlfriend is dangerous in a very different way. Oh, yeah. And Amber Heard is not unique, although it's pretty it's extremely rare, let's be fair as well. Does he get his career back, do you think? Oh, I think he's going to be a big hero, uh, and I think he's going to be—he's uh, going to get some backlash because the people who like him are not people who are liked by the corporate press. Right. And does she have a career at the end of this? Yeah, she's going to be uh, speaking out against Brett Kavanaugh next week at Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you know he uh, touched her inappropriately when she was? I know. When, she just. She just remembered. Wow, <laughs> really? That's oh, yeah. amazing. You, when he was in high that, school or after. Yeah, you had an Amber Heard? Oh, yeah. He was some kind of a <laughs> law professor. There's no record of her being at the school library, and she doesn't remember what right. years, but it, it definitely yeah. happened. Just ask, <laughs> just ask the vice president. Okay. Thank you very much. Michael Malice is uh, on with us, and you can follow him uh, and, you know, and, and grab his book. He's got a couple of really good books. Um, the Anarchist Handbook. Also, he's the host of Your Welcome. Oh, wait. Is he still on? I have to ask He's you. still on. Um, t your episode of Your Welcome uh, this week is with the uh, libertarian, right? The new libertarian? A a Angela McArdle, who just took over over the weekend in Reno as new, the new chair of the Libertarian Party. Okay. It, real quick. Tell me, are they... 
have they come back to reality of a being small government, uh, not just not just some strange progressive libertarian? Uh, and do they have a chance with, with her of actually winning anything? Well, they've come back to the reality that A is anarchism, which means no government, which is far less utopian than your constitutional fantasy. Uh, and they actually do have a White chance pill. because, <laughs> yes, sir, <laughs> uh, I, they do have a chance of making some massive cultural change because it's going to be very easy to uh, drop the ball that Republicans and Democrats have dropped, at the very least for decreasing budgets. Yes. Governor DeSantis just today signed the record budget in Florida. So there's no room anywhere in the political spectrum between Republican and Democrat for people who actually want to cut spending, even when you look at someone like DeSantis. And she's sane? Oh, she's very sane. Okay. She's no Amber Heard. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want her to be a, what was it? It was a Gary Johnson. Yeah. Oh, Joe Jorgensen last time. You don't yeah. remember her name. Yeah. 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 Woof. Um, okay. <laughs> Thanks so much, Michael. I appreciate it. And you Thanks, can, guys. You can hear his interview with her on your welcome this week's podcast with Michael Malice. MichaelMalice.com. So Father's Day is coming up pretty soon. And everybody wants to focus on, you know, how hard it is to get something for dad. I've been telling my kids now for years, all I want, all I want are our photographs organized, preserved. That's it. Doesn't cost you anything. Actually, it costs you the most expensive thing, I guess, time. Unless you have Legacy Box do it. Legacy Box has a Father's Day event right now. Legacybox.com slash Beck. You'll save 50%. I got to do this. I know. I say it to myself all the time. I gotta get. I gotta get to the legacy and box, and it. I just never. I never. I gotta. We do just it. did. You know, it's so crazy. We just did it, and now all of it's all been returned. And it's all in a box, and we still haven't opened it. Now <laughs> we did it. We did it for you know um, family. <clears throat> we haven't done ours. At least it's done, though. At least you know, know it's done. It's digitally. You can now use the pictures instead I know. of them just sitting in a box forever. I know. I know. It's a great. It's a great idea. It's really great. Uh, you can digitize 19 different types of media, everything from VHS to Super 8 film and everything else that you forgot about that technology that was here for about 10, 10 minutes. Over 200 trained technicians. They do it in the United States. You send them the originals. They send the originals back and the uh, copy however you want it legacy box the father's day special going on right now legacybox.com slash beck save 50 percent 50 percent off now legacybox.com slash beck stay informed sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com So Joe Biden is on talking about how he has created 600,000 new jobs uh, since he's been in office. The the lies and the number playing uh, game with this, just incredible. He's saying that our, our inflation is our strength. Now, there might be a reason for saying that it does. To me, it makes no sense, but. There's an economist out that's a good economist, liberal, but not yeah. crazy liberal. Yeah, and his point is that you don't see this. There's no sign of recession in the data. Now, I, I, t- I think at times when we're talking about this in a colloquial sense, we gen- generally insert the word recession for bad 
we're going to go into a recession, meaning bad things are going to happen in the economy. <clears throat> right. Of course, obviously, as an economist, you know, the, the technical definition is different. You know, the sort of uh, back of the envelope it's is two, two quarters, negative quarters yeah. of GDP growth. Correct. Now, when you're in an inflationary environment where things are going up, you're not going to necessarily see negative uh, GDP growth numbers. Just because there's more dollars being spent. Right. These numbers, like right now, the, one of the things in the in this economic dump of data was that uh, wages have grown at a rate of 4.5%. Well, that typically would indicate a healthy economy. However, when your inflation rate is at 10, the fact that you've increased mm-hmm. wages by 4.5% does not does feel not all that good when, and is actually hurting people. And his point, uh, Joe Biden's point just a minute ago, he's giving a speech now, um, you know, unemployment is at 3.6. Well, that's a fake, that's a fake number. That, that you're forgetting all of the people that have chosen not to go to work because the government is paying them. That's the problem. We, we, have, we have many more jobs uh, than we have people willing to fill them. Not people to fill them, willingly fill them. They won't do it. So all of these numbers are bogus. And at some point, you are going to have negative growth. You'll have stagflation because... I mean, I think people are there. If not, they will be by the end of summer. When you're paying this kind of gas price and it is not going lower, it will, as long as these people are in charge and they do ESG, you will not see gas prices drop. You might drop a few pennies here and there, but it's never going back to $3 a gallon. Never under these people. Um, and at some point, it just breaks the back of everyone. And you can't afford to go buy anything, no matter how much it costs or how little it costs. That's what's coming. This is the Glenn Beck Program.